The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The Volume. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. What's up? Nick Walk to Greg, Danny, everybody else hanging out live in the Snaps YouTube chat, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Thank you. Thank you. As always, we love you. Like, subscribe, share the video with your friends and your enemies today. Because everybody, like if you hate someone, make them listen uh, to my awful jokes and horrible football takes and make them listen to Aaron consistently try to sell you uh, Georgia propaganda. I'm mm-hmm. T-Bob Bear. He is Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dog? Uh, just excited for a big weekend of college football. It's only Wednesday, but uh, just getting marinated, ready to break these games down. Danny Bonilla, now I have a reason not to do my homework. Smart man. Smart man indeed. Uh, all right. Check it out, boys. Uh, It is Wednesday, which means it is time to preview the weekend. And we got pretty good weekend, in my opinion, coming up here. Um, I always love a schedule, too, that has bangers at every time. And um, you don't get that without a big 11 a.m. match. Well, I'm sorry. I'm doing Central Time. Noon for for a lot of people, right? But we got that this weekend with Michigan-Penn State, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about. We got Ole Miss-UGA right after that. Utah-Washington as well. Tennessee-Mizzou and Florida-LSU. Also, USC-Oregon. So a lot of games Mm -hmm. to break down today. And uh, also, remember, be on the lookout for our gambling show with Colin Wilson. He's been having really good picks. Um, Kale McCollum, get off my guy Murray for ripping them dogs. I mean, look, one of us has to be an objective member of this show. And so if I have to bear the title of the smart one, I suppose, mm. and, the, and the unbiased mm. one and the honest one, I suppose that is a cross that I am. Just here for the looks over here. That's it. That's what I'm here yeah, for. I mean, look, that's not why you're yeah, not here. The, you know what I'm saying? If, if we are, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Part, part no, of the game. I am not in this, Jezebel's. This 50 hottest Atlanteans. Uh, although I wish, God, I should have told you to have that picked ready, PG. We can get to it later in the week. Mm. 
major <clears throat> Kenny Power vibe coming out of Aaron there. We'll get there. All right, let's dive in, though. Here we go. Michigan at Penn State. Happy Valley. Let's go, dude. Finally, Aaron. It feels like, I mean, I everything for Michigan just feels like foreplay set up to this mm-hmm. point, right? Window dressing, like, like getting the table set, putting up all the decorations. Like, it's been freaking three months yeah. of we think they're really good, but they haven't played anyone. And finally, now there's so much built up potential kinetic energy, and it's finally about to explode this weekend. It's it is funny. I mean, you go through nine games this season before you finally meet someone who's actually on on your same playing field when it comes to talent. And, and you've had a an extended, uh, essentially extended preseason for for the Michigan Wolverines, and they've treated it like that, especially on offense. It has been very vanilla with the run game, with the pass game. There's not been any tempo at all, which is not something they've ever done really, anyways. But like, it, it's felt like let's get in, get out. There's not a lot of plays to the game. They're efficient. They win, they move on. They win, they move on. And um, it's it's been almost robotic at times. But I think the big thing is is the question that, that's going to be on looming on everyone's mind is, how good is this team now that they can't cheat? What's that sideline going to look like? I mean, I'm going to be watching the sideline. I, I hope there's a, they're panning to the sideline on, on in between snaps. Of, oh, you know, are there, are there they're people going pointing? to. Oh, like, I, I don't think you have to hope. Like, you know better you than th- I You think you think they're going to be a little bit production. more cautious or they're going to like, screw it. Like, people know we cheat, so let's just keep it going if we know the signals. Well, no, I mean, th- th- well, this is weird, right? Like, they're still going to try to steal signals because yeah. everybody does, which again – is why this is going to be so weird to adjudicate for the Big Ten. And now you're seeing other reports that other schools have been sending people mm-hmm. to games to steal signals. So, like, I, again, I don't know where the punishment ends up, but whatever. But, yeah, I mean, they're absolutely going to be still be trying to yeah. steal the signals live. Like, you'd be doing it a servant if, if you didn't. Will, will it not be as smooth of an operation now that they don't know, you know, is it a runner pass for Penn State's offense? Are they blitzing? Are they playing man? Are they playing zone coverage defensively? Like, if you don't have that, that precept indicator as well as you have previously – is it going to be as smooth? I, I don't think you could take this game as that game because this is such a significant increase in competition compared to previous weeks. Like if Mission goes out there and only wins by a touchdown, it's not because they weren't cheating properly. Well, it was because they finally faced a team that is is a lot better competition than what they faced for the first nine games. So I believe logically you are correct. But you are asking people to be very like if that ends up happening, you're asking people to be very calm and logical about a situation mm-hmm. in which the correlation has been one of the oddest things about this, right? That yeah. right when you start this scheme is when you absolutely take off, like going from a 500 team basically to like a 900 team. TCU saying, "Oh, we knew they we had they we knew they knew our signals, and so we double game them." A lot of the very famous Mike Leach story where he dropped the fake play sheet mm-hmm. uh, before uh, OU Texas back in the day, which is one of my favorite stories of all time. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Uh, and so, no, like correlation to success and failure and whether or not Michigan's cheating correctly has been one of the most interesting parts of the story. So even if you're right, Aaron, if it's a close game because Penn State's just really good uh, and, and God forbid Michigan loses – because right away, everybody is going to be smashing Michigan. Oh, see, this is what happened when you finally can't cheat. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it will come out more if they lose. If Michigan loses, like that's going to be the first thing 
I'm sure we'll talk about at, on our uh, our three thirty show. So we're planning to do yeah. a, a show after the game. That'll be the first thing we talk about. Like it'll be we'll, a Penn State Michigan post game show along with whatever else, which is unfair for Penn State because like if, if Penn State wins, it's going to be because Michigan couldn't cheat. It would nothing to do with Penn State. Like yeah, that it's, is just a bit an unfair. unfair. It, yeah, it's a little unfair for for the Nittany Lions heading into this game. But whatever. At the end no, of the okay, hold they on, don't hold care. on though. Stay on that for a moment. Yeah, they don't care. Right? No, they don't care. Jimmy, James Franklin's not going to be upset. Yeah, they don't but, care. Um, but at the same time. Th- therein lies and again i'm not trying to be like morally superior holier than thou whatever everything has cheating right mm-hmm. and again i don't know whatever maybe they took a new example but like therein lies the core problem with cheating because it has ripple effects mm-hmm. where all of a sudden uh you start to distrust all the elements at play and then eat like one of the ripple effects there would be penn state not getting the credit for a great win because we're all just saying oh it's because you no longer have connor stallion so it's yeah it's, like that's why it sucks yeah. because you tear down the integrity of the entire game and then everything just feels less than yeah. it's like it's like if you play like world of warcraft and and or, or whatever sorry if you play any video game in which it's pay to win like where you can work really hard to get some reward or you could just pay to get that reward. Well, if I worked my ass off, like, why would I, if I, mm-hmm. if this other guy can just go pay for it to get it. So yeah, whatever. Um, right. let, 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 let's get to the breakdown of the game. Like, let, and I want, I'll start first with, yeah. I'll go with the, the easier discussion. Penn state's offense versus Michigan's defense. This is to me, this is the biggest struggle of the football game because I don't think Penn state's going to be able to score points. I no. don't. You look at Drew Aller this entire season against better competition, against pressure. He's a young quarterback. Like I don't want to just write him off as like Drew Aller is this 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 bust. And all these Penn State fans have been waiting for their five star savior to take their offense to another level. And I've 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 told people on this channel for the entire season, it's not all on him. They don't have playmakers on the outside. No, it's very one dimensional offense. That that if if those two running backs aren't getting it done. The offense won't succeed. They Which don't we saw. Game Which we saw against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't have one on break game breakers. So yeah, you can you can go to the youth of the quarterback. I go to it as a, an entire passing offense. It's not good enough. We saw it versus Ohio State, and, and I and I think Ohio State's defense is legit. I know Michigan is legit. They bring back the majority of that team from last year. That team is is big and physical. They look like Georgia did for the past few years at D line, the front seven. They're they're long and lanky, can run on the back end. Penn State may not get the double digits in this game. I worry about that. And and then just flips over to the other side is Michigan good enough throwing the football? Like that to me, that's the question that that we asked, or at least I asked heading into the season. If Michigan was going to win a championship, mm-hmm. at some point you had to show me, could you throw the football to win? Penn State's really good up front. They're really good against the run. Can JJ McCarthy, who I believe has taken massive strides this season so far. Could he now do it on the road against a good defense? If he does do that, I think every question that that anyone would have again about Michigan would be silenced at that point because now it's like, holy shit, they can beat you throwing the football. Well, and and and, and look, guys, I see a lot of the uh, error stuff going on in the chat right now. It's fine on our end, so it might be a streamyard issue. The recording should be fine for later, but hopefully um, it seems like it's fixing for a lot of people as well. So we'll just keep doing the show. But uh, no, Aaron, it's a very good point about Michigan being able to throw the ball. And and quite frankly, like J.J. McCarthy's done all the foundational work to make us believe that he can. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. has to now go prove it. Like if you look at J.J. McCarthy, 
He's the highest rated quarterback in the Big Ten right now. He's got a quarterback rating in 188, 18 touchdowns to three picks, 2,100 yards, 10 yards per attempt. So pushing mm. the ball downfield, 75% completion. It's not the most, it's 237 yards a game. So it's not the highest volume, but it is. But they're not, they're not going to break next speed either, though. Like you watch the yeah, offense. Well, that's true. And he's not playing four quarters. He's not playing four quarters. That's three quarters a game. And they don't, they don't have a lot of plays per game either. Like they're not getting to 70, 80, 90 yeah. plays. It's true. a lot. It's like you, you watch a Michigan game and I go watch like a my iPad and I'll fly through it. It's like, you know, high 50s, low 60s. You so deadly efficient. Deadly Very efficient. efficient. J.J. McCarthy this year. Um, massive growth from last year because in these same, and that's something to point out, even though they haven't played anybody in these same games last year, he wasn't great all the time. Yeah. Right, it almost cost him against Illinois when mm-hmm. you were like, I mean, they just don't trust him. They like they won't let him throw the ball. Yeah. So for JJ McCarthy, he did all the big work, and this work gets funny for Penn State. Penn State to me continues to feel like a upper mid level wrestler that they kind of build up and use to put the other teams over. Right, like Penn State is the win that Ohio State is currently standing on to mm-hmm. rise to the top of the CFP, and now Penn State will likely be the sacrificial lamb that puts Michigan over. We're like, ha! I told you Michigan was really good all year because Penn State's just too flawed offensively. And, and how weird is it for Drew Aller? Because you're a freshman. And through no fault of your own, you had undo um, well, a sophomore, I guess, technically, right? But but first year starter. Uh, but through no like fault of your own, you've had a lot of undue expectation put on mm-hmm. you. Uh, because the last guy wasn't maybe the most explosive um in a conservative system, which we have to yeah. point out. You were the one that was gonna gonna break all this wide open. Well, the problem is. Well, twofold, you don't have the weapons. And James Franklin, I don't think, wants to break things wide open. Mm -hmm. I think James Franklin likes playing old school, conservative, let's put our thumb on the scale for just trying to win the game football. And Aller's stats are such a weird mixed bag. I mean, if I just showed you 20 touchdowns to one pick, you're like, what the fuck? But then you get to 6.6 yards per attempt. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we are talking... That yeah, is there's, the there's three there's, the there's three te- of checkdowns. There's three tiers in the Big Ten. It's Ohio State, Michigan, tier one. Penn State owns tier two. Then yeah. everyone else is in the third tier. So like Penn yeah. State destroys in the, the tier three. They're kind of in their own space, just kind of in limbo right now. <laughs> not able to kind of fall down the tier three because they're too good, but they're able not to climb up the tier one because it's Michigan and Ohio State, two of the best teams that you know college football has seen for the past three years. They're just it's unfortunate. You are who you are. Um, I just don't see a, a, a way. Well, this is what if Penn State's going to win, they're going to need defense. You go back to the game versus Ohio State. You had the the, yeah. the, the fumble return for a touchdown that was called back because of mm. holding on Marvin Harrison Jr. You need plays like that. I think yeah. like defense is going to be your best offense. Can you get a couple turnovers? Can JJ, who last year had some turnover issues, you brought it up, T like can maybe three interceptions versus Bowling Green? Can you get two picks? Can you get some short fields? Can you get a, a strip sack fumble? Stuff like that. Like your defense has to be offense. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. Um, thinking about well, you're you're absolutely right. Like the Penn State, the and look, Dark Cheney says the Penn State offense is poop, but the defense is salty. They're very good and they're yeah. fast and they hit hard and they looked great against Ohio State. Like everybody, but we said it. It was so abundantly clear that Marvin Harrison Jr. was the difference in that game. Mm-hmm. Does Michigan have a guy like that? 
But the difference is, and I love people have been saying that all week. It's been the thing like, oh, well, you know, Michigan doesn't have Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that was the difference in that game. The difference is Michigan's better everywhere else. What did, what does Ohio State not have? Ohio State does not have an offensive line. What is yeah. also Ohio State? They don't have a quarterback. True. So like, yeah, it's it's it, you have the elite receiver, but you have nothing else. Michigan has, as of right now, I believe a, a Heisman caliber quarterback. They have Heisman caliber running back. They have probably the Joe Moorhead winning offensive line once again this year. Like that offensive line I talked to Cole the other day may be better than the previous two years. So while you may not have the star receiver on the outside, you are better than everywhere else than than than, than Ohio State is. So you lean on that identity a little bit more. Uh, Justin Melton said, y'all forgot first half Rutgers. Yeah, first half Rutgers probably goes in the Penn State tier. Um, and then... Uh, what was it gonna? Oh, 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 wait, wait, oh, here it is. Ox in the shop. Do y'all think Penn State can win? No, I don't think so. Unfortunately, no. um, I think Penn State just remains too flawed, Michigan too complete. And I think, I mean, if you look at la- again, it kind of goes back to last year where that Penn State Ohio State game was much closer than Michigan Penn State I think we see the same thing mm-hmm. uh it's like Aaron's talking about sometimes how he used to talk about Michigan uh when it or like Kentucky versus Georgia right bigger yeah. gap but stay with me here Kentucky wants to play the same style as Georgia does only Georgia is the pinnacle of that style I feel the same about Penn State and Michigan Penn State wants to play the same style only Michigan is a much more evolved and a much higher version of that mm-hmm. style. And I think that becomes an awful matchup for Penn State, even being at home. I think Michigan wins. Yeah. Uh, and Lake Kick Josh took Penn State. I know, I know he goes by that, that model that they've created on that show, and that's all well and good. Yeah. His model, um, I believe, had Michigan. I think that's just him and you know, in his balls saying that he wants, you know, Penn well, State. Well, okay, okay. So that gets interesting as well because this is something that this is a little to me, I think this is a little meta sports talk play here, where every now and then you see a piece of land that nobody's setting up camping, right? Think about like the gold mm-hmm. rush. Everybody's trying to get that gold out of them takes, right? That, that virality. And every now and then you see a piece of land that everybody's like, no, that's barren. It's not, no, there, there is nothing underneath those rocks. Trust me. So you go and you stake it off. And you're like, hey, I'm going to dig this land. And 99% of the time it doesn't hit, but it doesn't fucking matter because nobody cares because they told you that land didn't, it wasn't going to produce. But every now and then you get the upset you get the gold, and then you highlight it, and you say, look at what I told you. All of you doubted me, and I mm-hmm. found gold in these darn hills, and I fucking told you Penn State was going to win, and there you go. So that that's that's that, I, I feel like that's a little bit of Josh's play there, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe he really believes in his balls. I don't see I don't it. Know. I don't, see, I don't it. see it on film, right? The, like, name, uh, name one position that, that Penn State's better than Michigan. No, bro, one I position. agree. That, 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 not one position. Maybe linebacker, but like not D line, not O line, not quarterback, not running back, not receiver, not DBs. There's not one position group, and then coach, head coach. Not one position group or coach that that Penn State, I feel like is is is, is better heading into this football game. Dude, that's crazy. That um, that is crazy. Blake Quorum has 16 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? And that's again playing in like three quarters a game. Who leads the country in rushing touchdowns? Oh, Blake Quorum. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. 
So Michigan, we both think Michigan chalk, but it is what it is, man. Next up on the list, Ole Miss at UGA. And what's funny about this is we talked about it plenty. Yes, Aaron. What are you pointing at there? You kind of cut off the screen. I can't see you. Just oh, you can't it looks see. Like it you're, looks like you're tickling the tip of a football as if it was a clitori. Oh, there's a G in the football. There's a G. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were pointing to the G spot the G. on the football. Yes. I see. Okay, the G spot on the football. We could not see as it. I was as I was massaging it. Um, probably the only time that you've correctly done that in your life as well. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Uh, it would be deeply <laughs> funny to me if Ole Miss made the playoff without ever having made it to Atlanta and winning the West. They've never won the West. They've never made it to Atlanta. And yet, because of this Georgia game, they would actually be in a damn good spot to be the beneficiary of chaos and sneak into the playoff if they go into Athens and win. What what, what happened in this scenario? Let's just do it real quick, and then we'll move on to the breakdown of the game. Ole Miss wins. Georgia still gets to Atlanta. Beats Alabama as 12-1 SEC champs. And and Ole Miss is sitting there at 11-1. And they beat Georgia in Athens. Who goes Again, in? Again, that's uh, that's, that's a bit that's a bit like the Texas Alabama conundrum that we broke down in the reaction show. That's last an night. interesting one. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> that's an interesting one, but we'll see. Uh, but, my, but to be clear, I don't think it's going to happen. I do. No. I still okay. I go back to the Alabama game. What happened in that game? Unfortunately for Ole Miss, while they got a lot of good and it's enough to put them over 85% of college football, maybe even 90%, they're just not good enough up front on -hmm. either side of the ball to hang with Georgia. And that's going to be the thing that kills them. Well, and and I was worried about, and I I talked to someone about this the other day, of of Lane Kiffin in these moments. Like you look at Lane Kiffin last year versus Alabama, and and he just gets so emotional. They, you know, get your popcorn ready, kind of, you know, in the pregame and was kind of like fumbling over his words. This year made some some huge mental errors in the game in the loss to Alabama. And I think it's just more of an, an Alabama thing for him. Like I think he wants to beat Alabama so bad that he he lets the emotion of the game get to him a little bit. So I don't think Lane's going to be once again as emotional trying to to to, to coach out of his shoes in, in Athens this weekend. So I think you will get the best version of Lane Kiffin, which is pretty damn good. The offense is going to have to be perfect. But like how it, much can you how much can you coach your way to success when Georgia's front seven well, I believe not being the best run stuffers I I know no. that I know that but still I'm not like terribly high on Ole Miss's offensive line I saw two they, they look pretty good last week here. though versus a and I I thought like that was the best I've seen that unit play and that's a good A&M defense. Yeah, it's a very good, really front, good front, seven. front seven. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I also saw an Ole Miss defense get just well, beat up. That, that I'm, I'm going to focus half. on. The, I'm going to focus on the offense. Like, okay. Once again, like this is this is this is identical to this is this could play very similar to last week's LSU Alabama game. It, more in the sense of like Georgia is Alabama. They're the more complete team. LSU had to be perfect on offense. They had to score almost every possession in order yeah. to keep pace. Ole Miss is going to have to score on almost every possession to keep pace with Georgia. Like they're going to have to score in the mid to high 30s to make this a football game. And I, I are they capable of doing it? I think so. Like Jackson Dart's playing at a high level. He's athletic as hell. He can run the football. J- Juckins is playing extremely well right now. He's healthy. Ulysses Bentley looks great. Uh, Trey on the outside is is a freaking stud receiver that Georgia may have some struggles with too. So like, are they capable of of, of you know having long 
touchdown drives against this defense. Yeah, I think it's been shown this year that this isn't the same Georgia defense as previous years, but can you do it for four quarters where I have more confidence in Georgia's offense doing it for four quarters against Ole Miss's defense? I agree with that. Um, any And Chad's talking about this right now. Any uh, concern about Dumas Johnson not oh, yeah. being available? I oh, Yes. Yes. Big, big concern. Not playing. So you think it's, that maybe cracks open the door for Ole Miss to find that offensive perfection? I think it's a high-scoring game. I do. Okay. I think this is a game. I think both teams can touch in the 30s. I think this is. I think Georgia wins. I don't think they cover. I think that 10.5 is a little bit too much. Uh, I think uh, Ole Miss has been improved defensively, not, not to the extent where I think it's going to be like ball-busting. They keep Georgia into the 20s. But I think their offense is good enough where this could be this could be a four quarter shootout. Uh, Charlie Shepard says Kevin did send a tweet before UGA won the second natty saying he couldn't wait to play back to back national champs next season. Okay, well, it's here, and, and Lane Kevin's probably in an infinitely better spot than he ever would have thought uh, coming mm-hmm. into this game with, with Ole Miss being I do, I, in the top ten with one loss. A, a- bar said that uh, Ole Miss only scored ten points against a weaker. Alabama defense one. I would Alabama's disagree. Alabama's defense is better than Georgia. Yeah, I would disagree. I think Alabama's defense is better than Georgia's defense this yeah. year. And that was early on the season, too, where offensive line wasn't playing as well. Uh, Juckins was Juckins was banged up first part of the season. Like, he was not the same running back. Go look at his stats from the first five games of the season to what he's doing now. Massive improvements. I think Ulysses Bentley playing a bigger role has helped. They've, they've kind of split the reps a little bit more. Uh, the receivers are now healthy. They didn't have a lot of the receivers to start the season. The, you can't take Ole Miss beginning the season to what they are now. It is it is not night and day, but they've they've had some pretty big strides. They've grown. They've, they've grown. grown. For sure. They've grown. The one area that is concerning, I said this last too. week about Kansas State, at home, Ole Miss is getting 536 yards per game. On the road, only 363 yards per game. Well, I mean, look, that's what Caleb McCollum points out. They're averaging Ole Miss scores 43 in Oxford, 25 away. I yeah. mean, this is the last thing I'll say on the game. That feels like the difference. Nighttime in Athens. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's going to be brutal. Um, also, it, to me, I'm a firm believer that all roads are leading to Bama, Georgia, and Atlanta, right? Yeah. And so even though you're right about teams growing, uh, be prepared to be directly compared to, did you beat them as badly as Alabama did? And if you beat them worse, then you'll get a lot of credit. If you don't, then we're going to be like, oh my God, watch out now, Alabama. Here they come. Just be prepared for it. That's all I'm saying. Um, anything else, Aaron? I think we both think Georgia wins here. I just, yeah, I mean, Georgia wins. It would be I, a I, fucking masterclass for Lane if he could yeah. somehow pull this off. Mm, I agree. I don't think it happens. Georgia wins. I think the big difference, you said it, night at seven o'clock, night game in Athens, fans will show up. Your boy's gonna be there. I'll be getting rowdy in the in the oh, box. Yeah. Oh, guys, Aaron's gonna be there in the suite, like some sort of Roman center, far above you rabble in the bourgeoisie, sitting in your mm. regular seats. There he is. Yes, dude. Oh, Pete, if you're if you're listening to a podcast uh, on YouTube right now, Pat has put up uh, an excellent picture of Aaron and Sharon Murray. We were featured in Jezebel Magazine's 50 Hottest Atlantans, and Aaron went with the fucking straight all black for the shoot. The Kenny Powers vibes are unreal, <laughs> dude. Hit the like button if you like Aaron Powers there. Did you choose that suit? Who chose the suit? Uh, I think they did. I had something else that was a little bit more 
Floral. I go, go go back go back to that picture, PJ. And it was they, they won the dark. Go back to that picture. I mean, some ma- like I don't know, dude. I I okay. First off, major power couple vibes of which y'all are, but also y'all look very intimidating sexually. Like <laughs> like like you look like you you go to parties with other millionaires and do like the most hedonistic things that you could possibly imagine. I would be so intimidated. Uh, as y'all invited me to drink. Uh, yes, eyes, that's what I'm looking for, PG. Thank you. Eyes wide shut. Like, I'm getting huge eyes wide shut out of the two of y'all in this energy. Or kind of on the other side of it, like, I think we were joking about yesterday, like, maybe like a mega televangelist as well, but more an eyes wide <laughs> shut. I mean, damn, dude. We 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 run the uh, the swingers organization here in, in, in Buckhead in Atlanta. But again, but again, not a dirty swingers one. You know, like no. a like no. a high class, like mm-hmm. you know, only the yeah. realist get in here. Yes. Um. Wow, that's crazy. That <laughs> pictures. How come I didn't get put in fifty hottest Baton Rougeans? What the fuck? <laughs> um. I don't think they do that. Uh, all right. Next to the list. Send me the deets, Dobby, bro. If you're asking for the invite, it ain't happening. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, dog. Like, it just shows up. Okay. Um. Uh, number 18, Washington traveling, or excuse me, number 18, Utah traveling to take on number five, Washington. Mm. Interesting conversation to be had about this game. First off, there is the conversation starting to bubble, and I kind of agree. Is Oregon getting too much credit for being in a very flawed and very injured Utah team? Um, you've called it your favorite win ever, Aaron Murray. So, I mean, I don't know if you agree. Oh, yeah. Um, you did. I mean, you did say it's the best win of the season at the time, and I get at the it. Time, they, at the time, it was pretty because damn good. they dominated. Yeah, it's an upside down pineapple, Dobby. Upside down pineapples mean swingers, but whatever. Um, regardless of how you feel on whether or not Oregon's too much giving too much credit, this is a perfect opportunity for Washington to once again reinforce mm-hmm. their own resume, <clears throat> fight against this ridiculous notion that they are the worst team than Oregon, although they've beaten Oregon two times in a row, and just continue to show the playoff committee they're fucking absurd for not having Washington in the top four already. I, I don't think their defense is as bad as what we've seen the past two weeks. I'll be honest. Like, like, they, they, it is, you know, versus Stanford and versus USC, it's, it's at times looked like a USC defense and LSU defense. I don't think they're that bad. I do think this is a bounce back yeah. moment for them. Like we talked about, like what, what are certain teams you want to play if you want to feel good about yourself? Well, if you want to feel better about yourself defensively, you play Utah this year. Um, and I think this is a game where it's at home. You're, you're nine and oh, it's a top 20 matchup. You're number five in the country. It's going to be like, we saw how tough it was for Oregon to play there. Yeah, Utah, who is struggling on offense, I, 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 like maybe they score, you know, high teens, low twenties. This is an offense for for Washington with with those skill guys and Penix. Uh, you know, not pick a number, but they'll be able to put some points up against Utah. I I, I don't think this is a football game. Utah is just you said it best. He like it's a flawed team this year. It's unfortunate, but you look at what they're bringing back next year with their quarterback. Like you know, I, I think for Utah fans, you kind of say like, you know what, this just in our year, you know, the back-to-back, pick, you know, big, or excuse me, Pac-12 champion, uh, kind of not going to go for a three-peat. Uh, Washington's just going to be too good, too fast, too skilled. Yeah, I think um, it's just, this is a bit of an NPC game to me, where unfortunately for Utah, like winning doesn't vault them into the top two because they've mm-hmm. already got Pac-12, two Pac-12 losses. So, like, I kind of don't give a shit about Utah. Like, I only care about how Washington looks in relation to yeah. Utah. And, and Michael Pittock Jr., Aaron, he is not – okay, it's mm, 
Mm. He was great against Stanford, but the game's bookending it was not Michael Penix Jr. I mean, 27 to 42, 275, no touchdowns, two picks against Arizona State, worst game of the season. And then against USC, now granted, he didn't have to throw it. Didn't have because to. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it was a good yards, game for pick. He had a bad interception in the red zone. He tried to force one ball, get sipped in the air. But when you rush the ball for what they end up rushing for, you know, Dylan Johnson had 250 yards himself or 300 yards total. Like, no, it I was know. a good game for him. So, whatever. Uh, the, the, the point is, if you could put up numbers against this Utah defense, then that's all very impressive. And you take yep. a ton of confidence going into this final thing. I mean, Utah's the number one total defense in the pack 12, number one against the rush and running against the pass. So, again, it's an NPC game. All I care about is watching Washington, even though if you're going to watch your someone on Utah, Jonah Ellis is the name. 12 sacks in nine games, first in the Pac-12, second in the country, leads the Pac-12 in TFLs. If Utah's going to somehow pull out the upset, beat beat, beat Penix, he'll be key. I think Washington wins. Let's hear from our friends at DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, Licey partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com 
to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans black on black on black you know we just had the second kid so we need a little bit something bigger to get the kids and the dogs around t-bop so you gotta sell me a little bit more bro i'm telling you dude they're incredible i mean the 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 amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind you've never experienced anything like it plus you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot Okay. Like you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's like ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, welcome back. All right, uh, we got to run through these last three just so the time we've got a long Tennessee Mizzou. Mm. Um, I think it's a good football game. It's a great one. I think it's a and really I good do football not know game. how to score it. Ultimately, ultimately, I think these are both pretty complete football teams. Mm-hmm. I think they're both good on both lines of scrimmage. You saw Mizzou last week against UGA. You saw them against LSU. Um, Really, Tennessee's been carried all year by by the trenches on both sides of the ball, running the ball, stopping the run, getting after the quarterback. Um, ultimately, I think Encomo does some heavy lifting. Yep. And I think the disparity between Cook and Milton does some heavy lifting. And Mil- so Milton's been better me, lately. He's Milton's been better. Been, he's, he's been better. Been better. But, Cook's, but Cook's still been really damn good. But 
Yeah, but Cook started off hot. He's kind of cooled off a little bit. Like, if you want to talk about like trending, Milton was trending down. And you were talking about candlesticks. He's kind of like little green candlestick the past couple of weeks. <laughs> we're like, yeah, Cook was like Milton green started green, turning green. over the ball a couple of times. And it gets LSU, it costs yeah. him to get Georgia, it costs yeah. him. Yeah. And, 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 and Cook is kind of, you know, a small little red candle there that the, you know, the stock's starting to dip a little bit. I think this is a game of, of excited to see or eager to see on Friday, Saturday who's healthy. Tennessee's banged up on the offensive line. It's something that they cost them versus Florida. And Luther Burden is, is banged up too. Like, is he going to go? So I think that's those are two things that you want to look at come game time. Luther Burden go, I feel good about Missouri. Oh, if I didn't not, know that Burden I'm a little was bit concerned. Up. Yeah, that's, he got banged up versus bad. Georgia. If Tennessee's offensive line, those starters aren't playing, I think that's going to be a concern on the road against a pretty frisky front seven for the Missouri Tigers. So if everyone was healthy, I'll, I'll play with that scenario. If everyone's healthy, I lean towards Missouri. I do think they're the little bit more complete football team. They can run it. They can pass it. They can play good defense. They're at home. You look at Tennessee, like Joe has performed better and he's running the ball more effectively. I think that's engaging him in the game more, but I still think that there is a a, a flaw in this offense when it comes to throwing the football consistently for Tennessee. We're like, that's going to be the difference for me because Missouri showed me a lot last week. I know it's two very different offenses and you can't load the box versus Tennessee like you could versus Georgia because of the spacing. But if they play with that physicality and what they did against a really good offense line in Georgia, they can slow down that Tennessee offense. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, the Vols do have the better pass rush, Sandy Cooper points out, so that makes me yeah. yeah. R.C. Bateman says this is his favorite college football show. Hell yeah. He also has Mizzou 24-21. That feels very realistic. Yeah. 24-21. I, I, I could definitely see that at home. I mean, honestly, I can give you all a pick and, and I'll say Mizzou, but like this is a coin flip. You know, it this is, is going to be a very fun game and it'll determine who's second best in the East, which is cool for both sides. Yep. Uh, that'd be huge for both sides. Uh, Florida at LSU. Aaron, I just have one thing uh, to, to mention here. I wanted to do uh, because Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly did say he expects Jaden Daniels to um, that. He's been running. He's been advanced to the concussion protocol that he expects him to practice today. Even so I think there's a good chance. Jaden Daniels may play, which is huge. Because I did a little fact-finding mission where I looked at, okay, who has Florida played that has defenses that rank similarly to LSU? And we'll look at stop rate, which we always do. Um, Arkansas is 63rd in stop rate in the entire country. Florida put up 36. South Carolina is 122 in the country. Florida put up 41. Uh, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is 126. Florida put up 38. Well, LSU is 110. Okay. So LSU is right there. In fact, Arkansas is significantly better. And yet the average of those three other games, 38 points. Mm. So Florida is going to score. Yeah. Like Ricky Pearsall is going to pop off at times. Graham Merch will probably have a really nice stat line by the end of the game. I got a do great think stat it, line right now. I do great think it's that line. Well, it is odd though. The, the, the eight yard is a little, yes, it does. But, but it's a, yeah. Like I, I went back and watched the game last week versus, uh, versus Arkansas. I still don't know how the hell Arkansas won that football game. It, it was wild that somehow they found a way in two drives in the fourth quarter to, to win it. Then, you know, Graham Merch drives them down. Then they miss a field goal. Florida, they just, it's unbelievable how that team finds a way to lose. So with Jaden playing, I'll give the nod to LSU. But like I said in my morning show, all anybody watching this game needs to accept that Florida's going to put up points and what, you're going to have to outscore. the game at? Uh, six. So nighttime in Death Valley, you gotta love that. Yeah, Six thirty-five. Nighttime Death Valley, huge advantage. Like we just talked about with Missouri. Yep. 
LSU wins. But yeah, Florida can score points, man. Graham Mertz is is played really well this year. Eugene Wilson's been been kicking ass. Ricky Purcell's kicking ass. Yeah, and this this defensive line for LSU, like we 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 talk about, you know, Florida's running backs with Etienne and and, and Johnson. Like they haven't been able to get going because of the offensive line. This is a game where like you actually may be able to run the football because LSU can't stop the run. So yeah. if you get that part of Florida's offense going, you throw that dynamic into it. It could be an interesting football game there in Baton Rouge, but LSU will be too much for it. It's a young Florida secondary. Um, it's a smaller, you know, front seven, at least with the linebackers. I think they're banged up at linebacker too. I think LSU. Oh, if, Florida's if defense can, should get fucking torched. Like, yeah. make no mistake. If Jaden plays, this Florida's could be like defense a should get emulated. This could be like a fifty-five to forty game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Noah, this is a good point. Noah Lejeune, T. Bob, we've been watching all season. Everyone scores against LSU. Okay, yeah. chill the fuck out, Noah. But that, that's true. I just think that, like, well, maybe this is just me projecting. I still don't feel like Florida's offense is terribly good, though. Like they're ninth in the SEC in points per game. But again. When they played similar defenses, they have done very well. Yeah. And so that's, that's, I probably am projecting there, but there you go. And then finally, USC, Oregon. So Washington gets to play Utah and we'll play a little comp game there. Mm-hmm. And now a week after Washington takes care of business against USC, Oregon gets them at home. Okay. So what can they do? Can they go beat this USC team in similar fashion? Was was Alex Grinch the, the the piece that needed to go, and all of a sudden USC's I defense mean, is just going to be just you know? It, do you believe I just in that? Cannot like fathom, I, I cannot fathom. That he the was so he was so actively bad that Look USC's Arkansas. defense is somehow going to be good now. Hey, ask Arkansas about Dan Enos and and what that offense, the improvements they saw from from you know before the firing to the last week's win versus Florida. Yeah, but okay, uh, no, there's. I know there's a lot of talk last night on a lot of these shows about, you know, Oregon doesn't, you know, they're just, you know, touting that, that, you know, that, that win. um, Well, you can't dismiss that talk. That talk is not wrong. No, it's not wrong. But I think a lot of people are now saying like, oh, Oregon's not that good because Utah's not that good. And they lost to Washington. And other than that, they haven't been a team, I think, with a running record. Like, I get that. Like, you can look at all the stats you want, (laughs) or you can just watch the actual damn tape and know it's a good football team on both sides. So you choose how you want to view the Oregon football team. I think they're damn good. I think they're really balanced. And I think they, 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 they win the damn football game, plain and simple. And it's in Eugene. So, yeah. Uh, Dobby says this is where we get to see if Oregon Stevens is actually good. They have one win against a winning team. Yeah. This will be great for uh, the Oregon defense to prove themselves. Like if they go and they, and they, and they really have a lot of success and shut USC down, well, okay. Then maybe the, Whole idea that they're actually better than Washington gained some steam. Because I don't know. You saw problems. them slow down Washington's. You they slow down Washington's offense the entire second half of the football game. So they proved to me they could slow down six points. Thirty six points. That's how many Washington scored. I don't know what to tell you. Like what do you mean? Second half they scored what one touchdown before the last drive. Well, it's a good thing they play sixty minutes then, Aaron Murray, isn't it? I, I mean, what would the fuck? Saying. What do we do? I mean, I'm going to focus on, well, I mean, look, LSU's defense may be good. They did come up with that stop the second drive of the Alabama game. Or excuse me, first drive. You just said that, like, they could stop Washington's offense. They showed me for two quarters that they could match up with Washington's offense. Well, can they do it for four? I don't know. But at least they can do it for half. Uh, Royal Payne says Oklahoma State at UCF is a sneaky spot for the Cowboys. I'm on the trap game of the week. Look, 
anything is a sneaky spot for an Oklahoma State team that lost to South Alabama as badly as it did. Like they become a very good team, but chaotic energy teams like that, those are the ones you have to worry about after a big win like this. Mm-hmm. Because they just because they just they they kind of they they're chaotic, they're volatile. I will tell you this the Oklahoma State secondary still is very suspect to me. And UCF wants to throw the football, spread you out, go up tempo. So we'll see. I agree. That's a, that's an interesting one. All right. That'll do it. That's a little weekend preview for your boys here on staff. So we think Oregon's gonna win. Did we take any upsets here? Um I, I'm taking Mizzou and I and Florida is LSU. Mizzou I would take LSU at home. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm not saying it like that. I just I, I just noticed that we didn't really pick those no, games. Mizzou is an underdog. Tennessee's oh, a wow. one point favorite. Okay, yeah. I'm taking Mizzou and LSU. Um, Wait, LSU's a dog? No, no. Again, I'm not. I, I set that up all very odd. I, I wasn't actually answering. I, I just meant that we didn't make picks on those games. I'm just saying okay. my picks. But I feel like we did go pretty chalky. We just took all the favorites, basically. Yeah, uh, but it's a weekend time. too. It's weird. Like all the favorites are also at home. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Besides, exactly. besides Michigan, Penn State. But all right, that'll do it for today's show. Please, thank y'all so much for hanging out with us, man. Please like, subscribe. The road to eight K continues. The Snap Boys' goals is ten by the Natty. Okay, mm-hmm. so any way you can help us, hell yeah. We'll have our gambling show out tomorrow. We'll be act- reacting live right after Penn State, Michigan on Saturday. Sunday morning recap show. Back live Monday. Well, and those other shows are live as well. So, thank you. Come hang out with us. Tell your friends. College football. We love it. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode of Snaps. The Volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.